It's episode 89 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. I missed you guys. As I think a lot of you know, the past few episodes have been pre-recorded before I went to Hawaii for three weeks. I just couldn't imagine having to travel for three weeks with a microphone. So I did pre-record those episodes for you. And I have to say, I really miss recording. I am definitely a creature of habit. I like to do things week by week. And while it's great to get away from that habit, and I think it's also necessary to get away from your daily habits and daily life and routine and what you're used to every once in a while. I missed it. And I'm really glad to be back. Hawaii was amazing. I'm not going to talk about it here a ton. We have a lot to get to today. Really exciting episode. But I will be doing a whole blog post about just Hawaii in general and the things you can do there and what I did there, but also what I ate there, how I worked out, how I stayed healthy and stayed feeling really good while spending three weeks away from my home and my kitchen and my grocery stores and everything that I'm used to. And again, creature of habit. But also I think a lot of you can relate to that when you're gone from everything you know, especially when you're trying to maintain a really healthy lifestyle and keto specifically can be really tough while traveling. So I know a lot of people have issues with that. So I'm going to break it all down for you in this blog post that will be coming up shortly, probably next week. I'll make sure to let you all know as soon as that is out. I also am currently in my new office space. So right when I got back, thank goodness, which you'll find out in a minute, I did have an office space set up. So I now have a really good place to record. I'm not crunched up in a corner like I have been in the past for, geez, the last year and a half. So this is a really, really big deal. In my opinion, it feels a lot more comfortable. Hopefully it sounds better or at least just as good. Hopefully the neighbors aren't too loud. We'll find out this episode, I'm sure. So I apologize for that if that's the case. But this all came about at a really great time because if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know, I came home to a huge mess in my home. Again, not going to get into it here because it's not keto related. And I know There's a lot of you that don't really want me to discuss anything but keto out there, so I'm going to keep it short. But let's just say that I do have somewhat of an emergency mess situation going on in my home right now, which I've lived in for less than a year, and it was not a fun sight to come home to. It was very stressful. It still is very stressful, but I have this place now to escape great timing. I mean, again, I'm always looking at the silver lining here. This would be it. Now, this does kind of correlate to what we are going to talk about today because this whole episode is about mindset and how your thoughts can and will make you healthy or make you sick. Absolutely, 100%. There is evidence. It's a real thing. This isn't just woo-woo stuff that I'm going to talk about today, although I think some of you may still be in that mindset, which is totally cool too. Just know that that's what's coming up. But first, I have a few quick announcements. The biggest one, most important one, Fat Burning Female Project. It's already time for the March class. 
Those six weeks just go by so fast. Had a great time with the January class, but now we're moving on to the March class. The enrollment one day only happens Monday, February 25th. That's next Monday. That's coming up in just a few days if you're listening to this when it airs. It is one day only. We enroll all on that day. We get our group together, and then the course starts the following Monday, March 4th. Materials are delivered the Friday before March 1st. So we have a quick turnaround time, and then we get started with our six weeks. We go through all of March, a little bit of April, and you are set on your keto lifestyle from there and continuing on in the group on your own, whatever you want to do. So I've talked about the fat-burning female, obviously, a lot in the past 88 episodes, so won't be doing that a whole lot here, but I do just want to take a quick minute to really, really help you understand who this course is good for and who this course is not good for. This course is great for and built for those of you who have not yet done keto, but you want to, you're interested and you want to make sure that you are doing it and approaching it from a healthy perspective for women. That is who this course is built for. This course is also built for those of you who have tried keto or maybe you currently are keto, whether you're a month in, six months in, a year in, something like that, but it's not going how you expected it to. It's not giving you the results you thought it would give you and you want to learn more about why, what may be going wrong, what may else need to be addressed or tweaked in order for you to start getting those benefits. It's also good for those people who are doing keto or have done or just are living a healthy lifestyle and want to learn how to use your intuition to continue that for the long term. So you want to get rid of the apps. You want to get rid of thinking about your food every day, all day. You just want some freedom around this whole idea of diet and body and all that stuff. Really great to learn that stuff in the Fat Burning Female Project. And then lastly, if you just want to start learning a little bit more about your health status, about your body, about why things are or are not happening, also great to do in the Fat Burning Female Project. Now, this course is not for those of you who are already doing something, whatever, maybe you found something that works for you, whether it's keto or not, or some version of it, and you feel really good and things are going great, then you don't necessarily need to add more to the story. Just continue doing what you're doing, continue doing what feels good, and then maybe things will change in the future and you'll start wanting to tweak some things and find that what was working isn't any longer, and then that would be a good time to do the Fat Burning Female Project. If you are super strict keto, and by that I mean you're counting macros, you're using the apps and the trackers, you're really into this as a diet and not a lifestyle, then it is not something for you to do right now. If that changes and you do realize you want to make this more of a lifestyle and learn more about your version of keto, then it would be a good time to do the Fat Burning Female Project then. But if you're not interested in changing that right now, then still Stick with what you're doing, stay on that mindset, and see if anything changes in the future. And then lastly, if your focus right now is strictly on the scale moving, so your weight loss goals and you're not quite to the place of learning more about health gain to get those goals, if you just want to see that scale move as quickly as possible in that kind of immediate gratification that we are all in, that's fine. No 
judgment whatsoever from this end at all. But just know it's not the right time for you to do the fat burning female project. It would be better down the road if something changes and you do want to learn more about your health and your body and making this a lifestyle and learning more around that. So again, no judgment about any of those. It's just I want you all to find the right time for you to do this course. If now's the right time, cool. Can't wait to see you in class in just a few days. It's coming up so soon. Make sure you head to the website to enroll on Monday, or you can go there earlier and get on the VIP wait list so that you are the first people to know when enrollment opens. It guarantees you a spot essentially to be on that email list. Just head to bit.ly slash FBF project. That's bit.ly slash FBF project and you'll get on that list or you can go there that day, Monday and enroll right then and there if there's still spots available. All right, cool. And then the last thing, just real quick, it is your last chance to sign up for the Portland meetup. If you want to meet Keto for Women listeners, meet me, hang out, chat, have some fun. We are meeting in downtown Portland this coming Friday, March 1st. There are still a few spots available. It is capped at a number of spots. Still spots available. It's totally free. I just want to meet you guys in person and just have a conversation with you, give you a hug. That's all. And I'm going to be in Portland. So I decided it was a great time to do it. Whether you are going to the NTA conference or not, come say hi over in downtown Portland next Friday if you're going to be in town. It'll be great. Can't wait for that. And then the following weekend is the LA meetup. That one, all the spots filled within 24 hours. There is a wait list though. So if anybody can't come, they can take their names off the list and then you can have a chance of being part of that too. That's at the Oh So Good storefront. Can't wait to see that place. It looks gorgeous and yum. All the bone broth we could ask for. That will be coming up that following weekend. Before we move on with the show, I have a great offer to share with you all coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. As most of you know by now, ButcherBox is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from happy, healthy animals. And I think we're all aware by now how important that is. For me, it's the only meat I'll eat because it's the only meat I trust these days. Even the meat at the grocery store nowadays that's labeled grass-fed isn't enough for me because many times that cow was still fed grains to fatten him up and they don't have to put it on the label. Cows are not meant to eat grains ever. This causes them to be really sick They store toxins in their fat, and then we eat it, and it makes us toxic as well. None of this funny business happens with ButcherBox meat. Their beef is 100% grass-fed, grass-finished. Their pork is heritage-breed pork, and their chicken is pasture-raised, which is pretty much impossible to find at a grocery store, yet so important. In order for a chicken to be truly healthy, it needs space to roam and feed off of its natural habitat. This does not happen with mass-produced chicken that most of us are eating today, and that's what's being sold to us. As you can see, I'm super passionate about this topic, the quality of meat I eat and the quality of meat I recommend you eat, and so is ButcherBox. If you haven't already made the switch to better meat and you feel like now is a good time... 
go to butcherbox.com slash KFW and get a really great deal. For the month of February, ButcherBox is giving you free bacon, free steak, plus $10 off to all the new customers. Let me tell you, their filet is not to be missed. I've never tasted anything like it. You guys, you get free filet mignon. Grab that and run with it. I'll tell you, you'll love it. And of course, who doesn't love free bacon? Their bacon is sugar-free, Whole30 approved, delish. Head to butcherbox.com slash KFW to get this offer. It is only being offered for the month of February 2019. So if you want all these free goodies, make sure to head over there this month. Grab your offer. That's butcherbox.com slash KFW. All right, let's get into today's episode. I have to say, I have been so excited for this episode to come, although I've also been really hesitant for this episode to come because I don't talk about this that often quite yet, although I do want to. I think it's just it's such a personal thing for me, and I think it's a personal thing for a lot of people, and it's been more so just something I've kind of kept to myself for a while, but then lately in the past few months, I've just had other people kind of want to talk about it and share my experience. So I've opened up about my mindset approach and how things have changed for me over the past few years when I did get really sick and basically had no other choice. But to change my mindset, it ended up turning into a really powerful thing and something I'm really, really excited to share with you all. I actually decided to share this with you now because it was a question that was submitted for a Keto Hot Seat episode and there's so much information. I couldn't just do it as a quick aside as part of the Keto Hot Seat episodes that we do because this one deserves a whole entire episode. So thank you, Lydia, for asking the question and bringing it up and getting me to a point where I just have to talk about this and take a whole episode of Keto for Women to do so. Now, is this directly related to keto? I absolutely 100% think so because of who is listening here today. We are women who want more for our health, for our bodies, for our lives. Keto is really helping us get there, but there's more to the story. You all know that. It's not just about the food you're putting on your plate and whether that is going to bring you health and wellness and happiness and joy and all the things that we deserve to have going on in our lives every single day. There's a lot more to it and a big, huge chunk of it that's missing for many of us is our mindset or how we think from day to day, the thoughts that we allow into our headspace and not only allow, but really let ruminate, let control our lives, let control what we do and don't do. And this plays a huge role, not only in your health, but your goals, your results, all the things that we're looking for here as Keto for Womeners, it happens because of your mindset just as much, if not more, than the food you are currently putting in your mouth. Now, I'm a nutritionist, so I love food. I love talking about food. I love using food as medicine, and I believe that is the key to success. But I know from personal experience and now working with all the women that I have worked with, thousands now, 
it is way more about mindset than you could ever, ever think. So we're going to talk about that today. Let's get into it. First, here's the question that I received from Lydia. You've kind of touched on this, but I'd love to hear more about how spirituality, positivity, etc., have fit into your keto and healing journey. I first want to tell you my story. I want to tell you how it all happened for me because as you all know, I was really sick. I was gaining a bunch of weight. I wasn't able to work out. I was basically just in bed most of the day. I could even hardly work. I had no energy to be social with my friends. Just things were really bad. I was really ill. And it got to the point There was one particular day, I haven't really shared this story really anywhere, but I'm going to share it here with you all because you're my friends. You deserve to know this. My rock bottom happened. It was a Sunday morning. I will never forget. I went into my Stitch Fix account, which if you don't know what Stitch Fix is, it's basically you kind of set all your information and pay $25 to have them ship you a bunch of clothes that they think you would like. You try them on. If you like them, you keep them and pay for them. If you don't, you send them back. No big deal. And I was doing that for a while and I decided to give it a try in my new body size because I was significantly larger than I was used to being. I didn't really have any clothes that fit. So I just made the decision to invest in some new clothes to see if that would help me accept where I was at because I was still in this place of unacceptance and not feeling good about myself and really tearing myself down. I couldn't look myself in the mirror without basically crying. And just being super depressed all the time about what was happening to me and my health and my body and why I couldn't figure anything out. And I think a lot of you can relate. A lot of you have been there. And this is, again, why I want you to know that everything I say and everything I want you to try to do comes from a place of having been there. I have been there. I have felt that before. And this is why I'm sharing this story with you. So I go into my Stitch Fix account, which I had never done it before. This was kind of like a fun thing that I was going to try to do to make myself feel better about being a bigger size and needing new clothes. But I had created an account and it was probably a year prior that I had just created an account to see what it was like. And I logged into that account and it had all my previous sizes. You obviously need to let them know your sizes and your height and your weight and inches and all that stuff so they can properly fit you. And it was my old sizes. And that sent me into such a deep, dark spiral of depression I think you could call that pretty safely for that entire day. I don't think I stopped crying once. It was just like, again, the rock bottom. Again, I know a lot of you have felt that. I know a lot of you can relate to that feeling of just hopelessness and confusion and frustration and just every negative emotion basically that you can imagine comes bubbling up into one moment and then you can't control it. You just lose it which I actually think is a really great place. I'm really glad. Well, I won't say really glad, but I think it was a very significant part of my process to get to that low, that deep, dark place where I could just cry it out. I could just feel those emotions. I could just be really sad and frustrated and mad and angry and all those negative emotions because I think I actually like shook it off or set it free or something because that day was the end for me 
after I was done crying, I spent the whole Sunday in bed crying. But after I was done, I had this new sense of wanting things to be different. Like I could see a little bit more clearly about how I just did not under any circumstance ever want to be that sad, that mad, that frustrated, that depressed, any of those negative emotions. I didn't want to feel that ever again, and especially not towards myself and my body, who at the time was, and still is obviously, because this is what our bodies do every single moment of every single day for us, fighting for me and wanting to get well and wanting to get balanced more than I want to. Your body wants to be balanced more than anything, and it is doing everything it can on a moment-to-moment basis to get you there. And again, we get so wrapped up in you know, the outer appearance and how we're feeling that we forget that our bodies are actually working for us, not against us. But anyway, I kind of shook that loose. I shook those emotions loose. I let them go. I set them free. And I had this new thought process that I wanted to be happy and free and hopeful. I wanted positive thoughts. I wanted a positive life. I wanted to live my life not ever feeling that about myself again. I made that choice. It was almost like it was made for me, which kind of as we talk, you'll see where that came from. So from there on out, every single day since then, it's been over two years now, I think, I have made the choice. And now it's definitely more of an unconscious, subconscious thing. At the time and at the start, it was very much a conscious effort to not get there, not let myself go there, not let myself experience those things. And I have to tell you, you know, it could be just a whole episode on my story and how it changed things. And I do have so much more I want to get to. So I'm going to shorten it a little bit. But what I will tell you is that I from there on out, healed so much quicker than was expected of me from my doctor, of other people that were in the same situation that had the same illness. Like my doctor was just amazed at how quickly I got better after that time. So there is something to it. Now, not only that, not only did it affect my health, and how quickly I was able to get well, how quickly I was able to get back to or closer to, I will say, just total side note, those numbers that I had entered into Stitch Fix before I got sick that triggered me that day, I'm not those numbers today. I don't care. I just have this sense of freedom. I don't think twice about those numbers. I could see those numbers now and not have any attachment or emotion to that whatsoever. So I just want you to know that that in the two years that I've been doing this work, and it is work, it is a process, it's a practice, it's something you have to work on. But in those two years, I've been able to get to this place. Now, if my body goes there because that's where it feels best and healthiest, then cool. I'm not going to hate it. But right now it feels best and healthiest a little bit larger, I guess we'll say, than that size. So what also happened in this time is that my life significantly improved. Of course, I was coming from bottom basement as far as my work. I really actually couldn't work all that much. I was a personal trainer at the time and had to cancel appointments and things because I couldn't get out of bed. My social life was struggling. Obviously, my romantic relationships were non-existent, all of this stuff. And then I 
changed my mindset. And as my health started changing, my life started changing too. And not just because I was getting healthier, but because I had things that I wanted. I had a life that I envisioned seeing very specific things like how I wanted my business to look and go, the amount of money I wanted to make, the car I wanted to drive, the place I wanted to live in, the partner I wanted to have. And as of now, two years later, I have those things. Now, of course, I have new things that I want that I'm envisioning happening. And so it's kind of this ever-changing process. But just to see how when your mindset changes and you can focus on things a little differently and see things a little differently, it's kind of a miracle. And it is very much a real true thing. Again, those that don't believe in anything woo-woo will think I'm nuts here, but there's something else going on. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So that's a really short story of a story that could take probably three episodes. Maybe someday I'll do that. Not here, but maybe in a private webinar or something like that for those that are interested. But Here is just a bullet point list of what I did from that moment until now and still do to change how I viewed my body. This is kind of what we're going to talk about specifically today because as it relates to keto and the keto community, there's a lot of women who are still in a very negative headspace around their body, what the scale says, how much they measure, the amount of fat they still have to lose, just There's a lot of stuff going on there that I completely, again, I understand. I've been there. I've done that. I totally get it. But I do have some things that you can start doing that I promise you, I promise you, I know it's going to be hard to believe, but if you start working on your mindset, you will have a much, much, much easier time getting to those goals. I promise you you. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in others. It's a real thing. Okay. So here's just a bullet point list of what I did and currently do. And then we'll talk more about why this even matters. First of all, I stopped talking about my body and my weight gain and how much I weigh and how terrible I felt about myself to others. So I think it's common. I see this a lot in the Facebook community that I have with Fat Burning Female, just in working with other women too. We talk about our weight a lot and it almost is like a thing where you kind of have to acknowledge it so that people know you're not happy with your body and you're not happy with your weight. So you tell your friends, your husband, your wife, your coworkers, all this stuff about, oh, the weight and my weight and the weight gain, my weight gain. We talk about it a lot, and every single time we talk about it, we ingrain it more and more as our reality, as something that's not going to change. It becomes our identity more than anything else to not only yourself, but to others as well, and we don't want that. The second thing, I stopped talking about it to myself. Now, of course, this happens even more than talking about it to others. We are constantly thinking about it, looking at it, making comments to ourselves about our body, our weight, what is or is not happening. I made a strong effort to change my negative thoughts. I either ignored them, which was a really good thing to do at first. If I had a negative thought, if I looked in the mirror and was about to say something bad about myself, I would just turn around. I would not pay attention to it. I would not give it any of my emotion, I guess, and carried on. 
And then of course, as that progressed, then I was able to turn that around into changing it to a positive thought to something else like my thighs are extra jiggly today or something like that. Instead, you turn that off and turn on, wow, my eyes look really beautiful or man, my, I think I'm getting stronger. My arms have more tone, anything like that, you are able to turn it around. Now, of course, how did I do this? And this is number three. I detached from my physical body. So not like I detached from how I was feeling internally or how my gut was doing, how tired was I, nothing like that that would kind of lose my intuitive sense. But as far as me and how I looked on the outside, my physical appearance and how I felt about it and how I did that, this is a really cool thing from a gal I follow, Catherine Budig. She's a yoga instructor actually, but she terms it as your body is your meat suit. It is what carries you through life. I was able to start thinking of it in that way. So I didn't have any emotion to it when it was just my meat suit. It's just what gets me from point A to point B. It's just what allows me to feel and experience joy and carry me to my friend's house and to my yoga class and to work out, to go on a hike. It's just this object that is carrying me through life. That's all it is. That really helped me detach from having emotion around my physical body. Number four, I talk about this a lot. This is how I got into keto entirely is because I chose to seek health over an aesthetic goal. I decided that I wanted to be happy and healthy more than I wanted to be a size two again. I was getting very, very depressed at not being a size two, at being a size much different than that and not feeling comfortable there. And it was getting me to the point where I just wasn't living my life and definitely not living my life the way that I wanted to live my life. So I realized life is short. I wanted to be healthy because I knew health would then bring me to the place where I could fully enjoy and embrace life, live it to its fullest, have the happiness and joy that I so desired at that point. And it wasn't necessarily getting me to a size two that was going to do that. It was my health. So I chose health over an aesthetic goal. Next, I knew I would get better. And this is something we're going to talk about here coming up. I changed it from wanting to get better, but really living in this place of, man, I'm so sick. I can't believe how sick I am. I'm so frustrated that my body can't do this anymore. I'm so mad that I'm gaining weight. Just all this negative emotion, right, about what was happening or what had happened instead of looking towards the future and knowing I would get better because when you know something is going to happen, you are turning on a higher frequency that will actually attract that thing to come. Now, again, this sounds woo-woo. We will get into it because it is actually science, but does take a little bit of thinking outside the box in order to truly understand. But I knew I would get better. I acted as if I were already there. So I did as much as I could with how sick I was feeling, of course. I did as much as I could to act as if I already had that. I was already there. And I visualized it happening. I got my mind quiet. I sat, I closed my eyes, and I saw what my life was going to be like when I got healthier, as I got fitter, stronger, was able to go work out. My body was changing and getting stronger. 
those kinds of things, I was able to actually see it and feel it. And that really got me to this place where I knew it would happen. And the universe, yes, I'm going to talk about the universe. You can call it whatever you want. That's just what I choose to say in my spiritual practice. You call it whatever you want. No big deal. But it is that higher power in your life. I was giving those signals that I was ready, that I wanted it, that I had the space and the desire for it to come. And that really makes a big difference, again, in raising your vibration. I have exciting news coming from our friends over at Rasa. I know a lot of you are already on the Rasa train, but for those of you who haven't tried it yet, Rasa coffee is a coffee alternative that's made of adaptogens with no caffeine. These adaptogens are super herbs. They help you combat and cope with stress while also providing a natural and healthy energy boost. The biggest question I get about Rasa is, does it taste like coffee or what does it taste like if it doesn't taste like coffee? And I will tell you, no, it doesn't taste like coffee, but it does still provide that hearty, robust, earthy, warm beverage that you want in the morning when you wake up. I know that's kind of the first thing I crave when I wake up. And Rasa does it for me without the caffeine or the jittery feeling that comes with it. The cool thing is that now Rasa has come out with two new flavors and you are going to want to get your hands on them. First, there's the Cacao Rasa. This is a blend of the original Rasa with cacao beans. The combo creates a rich chocolatey beverage that is so good and it's great as a mid-afternoon pick-me-up. It has less than five milligrams of caffeine so it makes for a very non-stimulating coffee alternative that you can have at any time throughout the day and it's packed with those great adaptogens and antioxidants. I've been whipping mine up with some coconut cream in the middle of a chilly day and it really hits the spot for that little mid-afternoon treat. But keep in mind, there's no sweetener at all, which is great for us keto ladies. And that means it gives you that chocolatey flavor without the sweetness. You guys are going to love it. It's also still going to do all those same great benefits to support your adrenals and your stress response while giving you a little bit of a boost midday. Then there's the Dirty Rasa, which contains a little bit of organic, fair trade, women grown and operated coffee mixed in with their original Rasa. This does have a little bit of caffeine for those days when you just need a little extra pizzazz in your day, and also great for those looking to slowly wean themselves off of caffeine or just drink a little bit less caffeine. It's kind of Rasa's idea of a half calf situation. But again, you're getting those adaptogens, you're getting that health benefit of the original Rasa at the same time. Now, I've actually been mixing both of the two flavors together as my morning pick-me-up, and I have to say it is so yummy. You've got to try it, especially blended with some healthy fats like coconut cream, ghee, coconut oil, MCT oil. Blend that up. It will really hit the spot, whether it's in the morning or maybe even mid-afternoon. Our friends over at Rasa, they love us here at Keto for Women, which means they're giving us 20% off of your order when you go to wearerasa.com. Use the coupon code KETO, the number four women, and you will get 20% off your order. Again, that's wearerasa, R-A-S-A, Dot com. Use the coupon code KETO, the number four women, and get 20% off your order over on their website. A huge thanks to Rasa for helping this show come to air and for that amazing deal they're giving to all of us. Next up, 
I made a conscious effort to choose enjoyment and pleasure. So I said this already, this is very similar to the next one, which is I started living my life anyway. I went on going, I stayed in the present moment. I focused on and still focus on the things that bring me joy and pleasure in my everyday life and do those every chance I get. Because it is really, really hard to feel any sort of negativity towards yourself or your body or anything when you are actually truly happy and really finding pleasure in most of your life. So that's what I made an effort to do. Even on the days when I didn't feel good, I still did everything I could to find enjoyment that day in that moment. Again, started living life anyway. I decided I wasn't going to wait for anything to happen or to come or this goal to be met or that goal to be met before I started living my life. And I just started living anyway to the maximum capacity that I was able to do. And of course, like I mentioned, I got healthier a lot quicker. And so it was more and more and more every single day that I was able to enjoy and live and experience. And then lastly, I practice an immense amount of gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude will be the quickest way to raise your vibration to a frequency where you start attracting what you want. It works 100% of the time. I spent every single day and not even like I set out on a specific moment of the day or I had a gratitude journal or anything like that. It would be the most random moments that I would just be so grateful for what was happening or what I had or what went on that day or how I felt just all the things I was really, really grateful for. Again, hard to be in a negative headspace when you are practicing gratitude. All right, now I want to quickly go through how our thoughts impact our health. Because again, it's really hard, especially when you're in this place of not feeling great, wanting a goal that's not happening. Again, this negative head spins going on in your brain. It's hard to really understand what that's doing to your body. It's hard to make that connection sometimes, especially when you're in that space. So just talking about it here a little bit, hopefully it will help just remind you of how important it is to think about the health of our mind and our thoughts just as much as the health of our body when we're going through kind of this renovation into complete health. There are studies that show what psychological stress can do and will do to your adrenal response. And we talk about the adrenals here a lot on the Keto for Women show. We know that that is kind of our stress moderator. It is what allows us to get through stressful scenarios. Our cortisol is the hormone that is most affected from this response. And it's just how we get through life. And we need a really good adrenal response and system in order to manage stress, in order to manage life, in order to feel good in your body, but also in your mind. And these studies are showing that when you have psychological stress, which we can infer that negative emotion is a 
psychological stressor, you are weakening your immune system and causing disease to set into your body. It hurts your ability to handle stress, your ability to process information and think clearly, which comes across as brain fog, of course, something a lot of us have talked about having in the past. And stress from negative thinking creates changes in the brain that may affect your likelihood of mental disorders such as anxiety, depression, ADHD, schizophrenia, and mood disorders. This is all coming from a study. I'm not making this up. Studies have shown this. Again, studies have also shown repressed emotion, especially being fearful or negative, can zap mental energy, negatively affect your body and lead to health problems. Poorly managed or repressed anger or hostility is also related to a slew of health conditions such as hypertension, which is high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, digestive disorders, and infection. Also accelerated aging and an impact on your relationship and job performance. So again, we are looking at how psychological stress, repressed emotion, which I think is a huge part of having these negative thought patterns is repressed emotion, things we haven't actually even acknowledged, let alone let go of yet, and repressed or poorly managed anger. We're talking about all these negative emotions and what they do to you physically in your body. This is research. So then we have to ask ourselves, the stress that we have, the worry, the negative thoughts, are they actually life-threatening? This is a really good place to start. Of all the steps I'm going to give you today, and we're still going to get into that, the first and best thing that you can do right now, not just for your negative or positive mindset, but your health and your body is to really start gauging what you're feeling stress around. Is that life-threatening? And it's not to say that you're not supposed to feel stress about things that aren't life-threatening, but just remember that our bodies are meant to handle life-threatening situations. They are not meant to handle things like being stuck in traffic, having a terrible boss, or negative thinking on a chronic level, which is what we as women, not saying all of us, but quite a few of us are doing, okay? So that's why we're here talking about what we're talking about on the Keto for Women show. Now I wanna talk about how these thoughts are working in our bodies. I've mentioned wavelengths. I've mentioned vibrations. I want to chat about this just a little bit. This is very, very surface level information because to be honest, it is a science that is very intricate and I haven't had a chance to study it, although I think it's really cool and I would like to someday. But at this point, this is really what I'm comfortable talking about and what I think is enough for you all to understand what's going on when you have these thoughts. So the first thing we need to remember here is that all physical reality, all beings, all trees, all bushes, all flowers, all buildings, everything is made up of vibrations of energy. I think you've heard of this before. We're all made up of energy. I think that's a pretty common thing. That means even your thoughts are vibrations of energy. And like I said, this is now science. It's called quantum physics. It is an extremely fascinating branch of science that, like I said, I would like to one day delve into. But what this is really telling us, what this 
quantum physics has revealed to us is that your thoughts have a powerful influence on your life, essentially, because when you choose a thought, your brain cells are affected. These cells vibrate, and when they vibrate, they send off electromagnetic waves. The more you concentrate on those thoughts, believe those thoughts to be reality, the greater the um, amplitude of those vibrations, so the stronger they vibrate. And those electric waves also become stronger. So first key piece here, you are the one who is originating your electric waves and the density of those waves out of your own free will based on what you are thinking and how much concentration you give those thoughts. This is also called the law of attraction. Again, something I'm sure a lot of you have heard about. You may or may not believe in it. It is an actual scientific law. It's a real thing, which is that like attracts like. So vibrations attract things in the same frequency. So at that same vibration, a low vibration would be obviously anything negative, pessimistic. If you're down about yourself and your life, if you're hating your body, those kinds of low frequency thoughts, the ones that are negative. And this is again, shown in actual science, people. It's not just something I'm saying. And Yet you want high vibration things. You want to feel free. You want to lose weight. You want to be happy with your body. You want to have all this joy and wonderful things happening. So those feelings, those thoughts and those feelings are high vibration. Anything with a positive vibe is going to have a higher vibe, a higher frequency. So in order to actually get those things you want, you can't be at this low vibration. You can't be thinking these negative thoughts because you're only going to continue to attract things at that level, which are more negative things. But if you want high vibe things, which we all do, then you already have to be there. You already have to be on this high vibration because that is what you will then attract. Pretty cool, right? So I studied this stuff. That's when I started making all these changes after that bottom basement level, the stitch fix day, I will never forget. I started studying all this stuff. One great place I went to is Abraham Hicks. You may or may not have heard of this entity. I don't want to call it a he or she. It's an it, basically. But something to look into, I'll leave some of my favorite books that I read to learn about this stuff on the show notes to this episode, which you can always find at shawnminer.com slash keto for women. I'll leave some of those books. Also, one of my favorites is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Again, I will leave a link to that book. Such a great one if you want to understand this law of attraction more in kind of a fun, easy to understand way. She's really cool. But this is what I studied. This is where I then figured out the steps I had to take, which I talked to you about what I did, that is how I recognized what I needed to do and took those steps was because I knew then that I needed to raise my vibration in order to get what I wanted, which meant I could not stay in this negative place or else I would continue to attract negative things and I would not get what I wanted. So that's where that all came from, those steps I took. It was all based on the law of attraction. 
So most people, obviously, and I think you may be thinking this potentially about yourself or someone you know now, we forget about this step. We forget that we need to change our thoughts and beliefs if we actually want to change our reality and change our external conditions. We can't want things in our external place to change, but then be thinking the opposite. So it's very common. Let's take obviously losing weight as an example. It's very common to want to lose 25 pounds. Again, totally random number. Say I want to lose 25 pounds and yet I'm so focused on not having lost those 25 pounds, how I still have those to lose, why it's not happening quick enough. What am I doing wrong? What can I change on my plate? Those wheels keep spinning and spinning and spinning out of control, and it's all low vibration stuff, right? Very interesting information, I think. So you can't hate your body and attract a healthy, balanced body. You just can't. The frequencies do not match. All right. Now, last thing. I told you about the steps that I took, what I did back two years ago when I reached my bottom basement and decided I could never do that again, what I still do today. Yeah, I think actually all of them. I still do to this day, two years later. I think it's actually been over two years maybe. I am committed to this change in vibration. And I just want to tie it back in to the present day where, like I said, I still practice all of this stuff and it has really latched on to every part of my life, which when I come home from three weeks of a beautiful vacation, workcation, we're calling it, in Hawaii to basically sewage water on my kitchen floor, which again, you can, I'm not going to talk about it here, but you can learn more over on my Instagram and Facebook. If you're interested in my personal craziness, I could, and I'm not saying I didn't freak out because I did freak out a little bit, but I had a completely different mindset on how to handle this stressful situation. And yes, I did still stress, lost some sleep, cried some tears, all the things you expect, but I was able to handle it a lot better than I would have two, three, four, five years ago. Not because I'm necessarily better at managing stress, but because I don't have the stress of negative emotion latching onto my body anymore and affecting my health and my mindset. So I do want to just take that all back to where it started at the beginning of the episode, just to show that it really can take a completely different turn in all of your life, not just about your body. All right, steps to take as we wrap up this episode. These are some things, again, they may not all resonate with you right now. I would say even just focusing on one right now would be a good place to start. Then maybe you can add some on, keep this list handy, go back and listen to this episode once you feel like you've tackled one of these or two of these and slowly make your way through the list or find the next one that feels good for you and keep trying with that until you feel like that's comfortable. But here are eight things that you can do to start raising your vibration, start attracting what you actually want, which yes, could be weight loss or fat loss or body fat change, whatever you want to call it. It could be something like that. It could just be being happier. It could be being free around your food, getting out of the diet mindset, Pick whatever sounds really good for you or pick more than one thing. If you just want to put this into general life, which I highly recommend, some people find it easier to tackle 
life all at once. Some find it easier to tackle one thing at a time. It's totally up to you. All right. Step number one, decide that you want something more for yourself. So like I said, my bottom basement, I stopped crying and realized I never, ever wanted to get to that state of sadness and depression and negativity ever again. I wanted something more for yourself. You just have to decide that that's what you want, that you want to do this, that you want to feel a little bit better in your mindset, in your headspace, and commit to that. The second step, self-reflection. So this is where we really need to look at our past, at what our parents instilled in us or our family members or our friends, any beliefs that may be there from your past, things that you may now have buried in your subconscious mind that you believe around your body or food or diets or what you do and don't deserve, how happy you should or shouldn't be. There's a lot we can go into. This is a really, really, really big step that can take some people years to find all this out. It takes a lot of people seeing a therapist, to be honest, to really dive into your past, things that you're just not even aware of right now that may be keeping you from your goals or from what you really truly want or from even thinking a positive thought about you and yourself and your life. One thing that you should do here, and it may just help to get the ball rolling is to start just writing. Start writing some of the stories that you believe about yourself that you've told yourself over the years or that someone else has told you, whether it's your husband or partner, whether it's your family, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your sister, your brother. Look at all this stuff that you have and write it down and see what starts coming up for you. I think once you kind of get the door open, more stuff will flow. And there's nothing better, in my opinion, than just writing things down because it gets it out of your brain and onto paper. So just think about that. It could even just start with what you believe around your diet or your body. Like if I go on a diet, I'll never be able to eat my favorite foods again. That's a pretty common one, I think. And with keto, I think hopefully we've learned that we can still eat a lot of our favorite foods, if not all of them on occasion. But, you know, maybe that's something you believe or something that was instilled in you somewhere along the line. So just start noticing some of those things. Self-reflection, I call it. Number three, notice your thoughts now. So what do you say when you're being mean to yourself? This, again, takes a lot of work. It's a deep, deep, dark subject for a lot of people. And honestly, for a lot of women, we don't even know how mean we're being to ourselves. We do have done it so often for so many years that it becomes second nature and we truly don't even know it's happening. So you've got to start noticing your thoughts and what you say to yourself when being mean. And like I said, right now you can just notice them. Just notice them. The next step would be to notice them and then ignore them. So as you start feeling one come up or notice what you said, you just turn it off, turn it off. Don't give it any thought, any emotion. Don't attach to what you just said to yourself. And then the next step would be to change it, actively change it and make yourself say it even out loud. Say that change that you made from the negative to the positive. That would be really, really huge. Number four, quiet your mind. 
it helps so much just to quiet these thoughts, just to quiet everyday thoughts, whether they are negative or positive. Sometimes it's just like your to-do list. Regardless, just quiet it for five minutes a day. Quiet your mind. The best way to do this is with meditation. You know I'm all a huge fan of meditation. Find an app that you love. I really like Insight Timer right now. I've used Headspace before. There's so many out there now. Most of them are free these days. So just find some way to learn how to meditate and do it for five minutes a day. Spend five minutes by yourself quieting your mind. Number five, ask. You have to ask for what you want. You have to believe it's going to come. You have to see it happen. You have to feel what it feels like when it happens. Again, we are talking about raising your vibration. We're talking about getting these high vibe thoughts and emotions so that you can attract high vibe things. So you've got to be really feeling and seeing and knowing those things. That is the best way to get you to this high vibe place so you actually start seeing those things happen. So ask for what you want that really puts it out there as to what you want, what you're ready for. And then instead of asking for what you want, but then immediately going back to thinking about, oh man, I'm still 25 pounds heavier. I shouldn't eat this. It's going to make me gain weight. You are again, are back in that negative headspace, that low vibe place. So instead of going there, see it happening, visualize it, feel it, know it's going to be there. It gives you really a state of assurance and calm and peace around it because you know it's going to happen and you feel how good you feel or are going to feel when it does. Number six, live in the present moment. This is something that we're so bad at. I'm bad at it too, to be honest. It's probably the one I struggle with the most is not ruminating about the past and not thinking about what might happen in the future because most of the time in either direction, it's negative. However, just focusing on the present moment day by day. Today, I'm this. I feel this. Obviously, let's fill in those blanks with positive things, of course, in our high vibe place. Focus on that. And kind of a side note to this, while you're focusing on the present moment, also focus on you. And I know this is hard because you have kids and you have families and partners and all the things, jobs, everything, but you can still make a lot of decisions based on you and what you want to be, do, and have. When you make these decisions fully thinking about you, which again, I know it's not going to happen all of the time because of everyone else we're also trying to serve, but do as much as you can based on what you want that really does help put you into this present moment place and helps you make really good high vibe decisions in the present moment. So that's just kind of a side note to living in the present moment. As much as you can, bring yourself back down to what is happening right here, right now in front of you, and how can you make this the best moment possible? Number seven, we have two more. Number seven, find something that lights you up and do that regularly. Again, it is so hard to be negative when you are happy and full of joy and really enjoying a certain experience. If you love to dance, go find a dance class and start dancing. I mean, what a great way, I think, because I love to dance. I know not everybody feels this way, but gosh, when I leave a dance class, I feel so happy. 
find that thing for you and do it. Find your hobby, find your love and make it a real priority to do it as much as you can. It will be the best way to raise your vibration because you're spending time doing what you love. And then lastly, like I mentioned, practice gratitude, practice giving, forgiveness, and pleasure. Those are my four like top things to really raise your vibration. Again, gratitude, being grateful for what you have, really, really feeling that instead of just writing it down, really feel it like, man, I am really glad that I love my job. This is really cool. Most people don't feel that way. I'm excited to come to work and that's really cool. You know, really feel it. Give as much as you can give, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's just a listening ear to a friend, just give what you can. Put yourself out there as a generous person in whatever aspect you can. Forgiveness, that's a hard one. A lot of us, again, that takes a lot of work to even find out who and what we need to forgive because a lot of us have some suppressed emotion around that, but it might be worth starting to explore and it might be worth hiring someone like a therapist or a counselor or someone to help you do that. Forgive. It will be the easiest way to get your vibration where you want it to be, that positive high vibration. And then pleasure, like I've talked about this whole thing, just being happy, just doing every single thing you can to experience as much joy in as much of your life, as many moments of your life as you can. Make that a high priority. Okay, that is it. That's my list. I know it's deep and heavy and a lot. And really, like I said, this whole episode is something that has been on my mind, obviously now for over two years, but the first time I really felt called to share this information. I think one of the reasons is because I am really passionate about it. As you can see, it's really made a huge impact in all of my life. And I really see it as something that is very uncommon or just missing in a lot of women and all the women I've worked with today. A lot of us aren't quite there yet. And I would love to see this change because then I think a lot of you could start seeing the physical changes that you want so badly, and yet you're not in the right headspace to receive it. So that's why I wanted to share it right now. Also, because of this passion, I want to start teaching this. I want to start helping you guys get through this a little easier because it's a huge thing to bite off. It took a lot of my energy. It took a lot of my time and, and just really wanting this to happen was such a priority for me that it took over my life essentially. And it doesn't have to be that way, of course, for you. But I think if I had someone that were there to help coach me through it, it would have been a lot easier. And so now I would love to someday do that for you all. If this is something that has resonated with you, if something I said really shook you or got you thinking a little differently, I want to hear from you. I've created a survey for this particular podcast and topic. It's completely anonymous. You don't even have to leave your email or anything like that. I just want to hear from you because I want to start gathering data about this so that I can better help you change your vibration, change your frequency, change your mindset, become more positive. So I just need a little bit of information. So if any of this resonated with you, whether it's, yes, I have done this and I have experienced this and it's great, or no, but I really want to, I think this is something I want to learn more about. I'm ready to take this step. 
or just like, yeah, I kind of understand a little bit, but maybe I'd like to learn more before I understand if I really can do this. Just please fill out that survey and let me know. I would love to get your feedback. You can find that survey over at seanminer.com slash mindset survey seanminer.com slash mindset survey. It will also be in the show notes, which you can get at seanminer.com slash keto for women. So we have a lot of links today, stuff to go over. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope y'all don't think I'm crazy, but I do have actual proof that it works. So really I'm grateful for the open-minded community that we have here as Keto for Women listeners that you're interested in learning more about this as far as what I did, but also as far as what I have learned in the process. So that's it for today. Please let me know what you think by taking that survey. And I hope to do more of this kind of discussion, maybe not on Keto for Women show, but maybe elsewhere in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Until next week, take care, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.